This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today is Monday, October 1st, 2007, and you're listening to episode number 52 of the Taylor Merrick Podcast, sponsored by GoDaddy. Today you'll learn about compounding, do I have to sell, and what's up with Skype. Welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast, the three-in-one podcast on finances, business, and technology. Podcasting to you from the studios of TaylorMerrick.com, located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Here's your host, Taylor Merrick. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Taylor Merrick Podcast. Welcome if you are a new listener or if you're an old-time listener. Glad to have you here and listening. Hope you're gaining much knowledge through listening to this podcast I'm interested in knowing if you learned anything, and I'm sure many others are as well. And on top of that, if you have any questions at all relating to finances, business, or technology, you can call a toll-free number, 1-866-TMP-2860, or if you're outside of the United States or not up to calling, then you can go on to the taylormerrick.com website, leave a comment, or use the contact me button found on the taylormerrick.com website. I'd encourage you to join in the Taylor Merrick podcast forums and to shop around in a shop and to read up on the back issues of the podcast and blog posts if you are new to this podcast. There's plenty of information to be gleaned from it and sure you'll learn something. As for today's episode, episode number 52, sponsored by GoDaddy, today you'll learn about compounding, do I have to sell, and what's up with Skype. Are you looking for a place to get a domain name or web hosting? Well, then look no further. GoDaddy is the answer to all your questions. They have 24-7 technical support, reachable on a phone, They have best domain name pricing you can find anywhere. They have everything and anything that you need to make and get and keep your piece of the internet and make your piece of the internet successful. And when you go out to GoDaddy.com to purchase your domain names, why don't you use these two codes to help you save next time you purchase? And when you're in a checkout line, you have your web hosting order ready for when you're getting web hosting through GoDaddy. Use the code POD11, P-O-D-11, 
to save 10% on that, or just in general buying a domain name or anything else, use the code BLUE11BLU11. Try GoDaddy today, own your piece of the internet, and save. Now as for finances today, it is compounding, and this is continuing on in the tutorial of investing. This one lesson is the concept of compounding, and Albert Einstein, he made a very interesting quote on compound interest. He said that it's the greatest mathematical discovery of all time, and this is true partly because unlike trigonometry or calculus, Compounding can be applied to everyday life. Wonder of compounding, sometimes called compound interest, transforms your working money into a state-of-the-art, highly powerful income-generating tool. Compounding is a process of generating earnings on an asset's reinvested earnings. To work, it requires two things, the reinvestment of earnings and time. More time you give to your investments, the more you are able to accelerate the income potential of your original investment which takes the pressure off of you. Now, for example, if you invest $10,000 today at 6%, you will have $10,600 in one year. Let's say that rather than withdraw the $600 gained from interest, you keep it there for another year. And if you continue to earn the same rate of 6%, your investment will grow to 11236 by the end of the second year. Because you reinvested that $600 it works together with the original investment, earning you $636, which is $36 more than the previous year. Now, a little extra mitt may seem like peanuts, but don't forget that you didn't have to lift a finger to earn that money. And more importantly, the $36 also has the capacity to earn interest. After the next year, your investment will be worth $11,910.16. This time, you earned $674.16 cents, which is $74.16 more interest than the first year. Something to note, this can be applied and thought of as a passive income, coming from rich person's mindset. You didn't have to work at all. This was uh, leveraged as well as it being passive, you didn't have to do a single thing. It's the great thing about compound interest. Now, consider two individuals. We'll name them Pam and Sam. Both Pam and Sam are the same age. When Pam was 25, she invested 15000 at an interest rate of 5.5%. For simplicity, let's assume the interest rate was compounded annually. By the time Pam reaches 50, she will have $57,200.89 in her bank account. Now, Sam didn't start investing until he reached age 35. At that time, he invested the same amount of money, $15,000, at the same interest rate, compounded annually. By the time Sam reaches age 50, he'll have $33,487.15 in his bank account. Well, what happened? They're both 50 years old, but Pam has 23,713.74 more in her savings account than Sam, even though he invested the same amount of money. By giving her investment more time to grow, Pam earned a total of 
plus dollars in interest, and Sam only earned eighteen thousand plus. And there's a chart showing on the link I'll give to you in the show notes this tutorial. And both investments start to grow slowly, then they accelerate, as reflected in increase in the curve steepness. Pam's line becomes steeper as she nears her 50s, not simply because she has accumulated more interest, but because this accumulated interest is itself accruing more interest. Now, Pam's line gets even steeper, her rate of return increases in another 10 years. At age 60, she would have nearly 100000 in her bank account, while Sam would only have 60000 That's a $40,000 difference. When you invest... Always keep in mind that compounding amplifies the growth of your working money. Just like investing maximizes your earning potential, compounding maximizes the earning potential of your investments. But remember, because time and reinvesting make compounding work, you must keep your hands off the principal and earned interest. Just some food for thought. And if you have questions, feel free to contact me via the contact form on the taylormark.com website or call in toll-free 1-866-TMP-2860. And that will wrap it up for finances. We'll be right back with business. This show is a proud member of the Financial Podcast Directory. You can find this and other financial-related podcasts dealing with your personal finance at financialpodcastdirectory.com. This podcast is proudly listed at podcastpickle.com. Okay, now as for business today, it is do I have to sell? And this is a question that comes up a lot of times for beginning entrepreneurs. Is oh, Do I have to go in there and sell to people? Uh, well, a sh- in a short and sweet answer... Well, it might not be so sweet, but do I have to sell? Well, look at it this way. If uh, you didn't sell, you wouldn't have anything, any product moving out your door. You wouldn't be getting any income, and uh, your business would go downhill fast. So if you're a solo entrepreneur just starting out, yes, you have to sell. Like, but I don't like people. I'm naturally shy. I can tell you from experience. I was the exact same way. Now, for some odd reason, because I run three companies, I seem to be a lot more outgoing than my friends, and my friends seem more shyer than me. I seem to have to uh, motivate them to do something. There, <laughs> it's, it's like, kind of funny. But yes, you do have to sell if you expect to start making any income at all on your company. It's sort of a given if you're going to be a solo entrepreneur and you've just started up your small business. Yes, you'll have to sell in the beginning stages. And as time goes on, hopefully you'll have it worked into your plan that you'll get a sales force or employee, employee or whatever you feel you want to get to. Uh, then they can take over that burden of selling. That could be part of a business plan, employee plan. You can put it in there. It probably ties in somehow to uh, the BI triangle I spoke about last year around this time 
for business that's what, episode like four, five, six, around there, talking about the BI triangle and how you need to have all sides of that triangle complete before you expect to move anywhere in your business. I'm pretty sure selling falls somewhere into it, but if you don't know how to sell, I would recommend that you start taking some classes. Now, where you get those classes for selling is up to you. I know a person who could motivate you really quickly for a reference is Zig Ziglar. He's been a selling guru forever. Or, if you want to get motivated but you don't want to go to a class and spend a lot of money, what I recommend you do is pick up a copy of that book by Frank Betcher. I forgot the, t the name of it. How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. That book will motivate you there by itself if you want self-motivation. And just start dabbling in the field. Read up on it. Get motivated. And uh, you know what the worst thing the customer can say to you? When all is said and done is no, and you don't get to sale. But really, what that doesn't really make a big difference whether they say no or not. I mean, you can, you can. There's billions of other people in the world that you can talk to. Your whole world's not going to come crashing down if one person says no. It's it's business and. Don't be intimidated. It might feel intimidating at first, can be, but just remember, the worst thing they can say is no, and if they don't say no, well, then they say yes, and you get income in your pocket money to use in your business. So, really, just to answer the question again, do I have to sell... If you're a solo entrepreneur, yes. And I'm sure you could apply this another way if you're an employee at a company and you're on a sales force. But any so applies if you're a salesperson, do you have to sell? Uh, yeah, that's sort of a given. You're at a job. They're expecting you to sell to make profit for their company and for your paycheck, not to mention. And if you have questions on this, by all means, call toll-free 1-866-TMP-2860 or go to the taylormerick.com website, leave a comment, leave a blog post, post on the forums, do whatever you want. Just make sure that, yes, you have to sell. No, it's not that intimidating. Yes, it's very easy to learn. And the worst thing the customer can say is no. And it, no doesn't really matter. I mean, you... If you get 10 yeses and one no, well, then you got 10, 10 more sales in your pockets and just one no. And that's up to the person themselves if they didn't want to buy from you. But that's entirely okay. That's business. If you do have questions, I do encourage you to call them in and leave feedback. And if you want to get up on a soapbox, by all means, you can do that too. And this will wrap it up for business. We'll be right back with technology. Blueberry.
Blueberry. This podcast is a member of the Blueberry Network. Blueberry. No ease. That's Blueberry. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Dot com. Blueberry dot com. You are listening to yet another one of the fine members of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more of the member shows over at techpodcasts.com. Now, as for technology today, it is what's up with Skype. And uh, this is an article I found on CNET. And basically, eBay is running around saying, oh, what should we do with Skype? Don't call it a bust just yet. But it's fair to say eBay executives aren't happy with uh, what they're getting out of Skype. And this is funny. I didn't even know this, that two years ago, eBay bought Skype for $2.6 billion. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that interconnected. But today, eBay said it would take a 9 Hundred million so-called impairment write down against the value of Skype, and what that meant is that eBay has been forced to reassess the value of the internet telephonic company relative to its overall business today. By recording a loss, the company is essentially saying that it has taken a loss on its original investment. And what looks like an attempt to shake up things have Skype and move the division in a new direction. eBay also said today that Skype co-founder and chief executive Nicholas Zenstrom has stepped down. And, well, he he was expected to step down. He started Skype in 2003, and right now he has, uh, he seems to be moving on from Skype, and he's joining forces with Skype co-founder Janice Friss, to start an internet television service called, here's a million dollar word, anybody can you think of it, Juiced. I, I actually like it. I heard about Juiced through uh, tech news, not a tech news, tech podcast roundtable, and I heard about it, and I sort of liked what I heard, Heard some more information from other people saying how they like Juiced. Uh, it was TV on your computer. And so then I decided to take the bite. And I asked for an invite. Sent me an invite. And I actually like it. There's a lot of cool, interesting shows on. I haven't been able to see them all, but I like it. The one thing I would say is that if you have an older computer, it's going to be hard to watch Juiced. Even on my computer that has a 512 to 1 gigabyte memory, 160 gigabyte hard drive, and 64 megabyte video card, it can still be slow and laggy sometimes with Juiced. But overall, with Juiced, I, I like it. I mean, there's just a couple situations that... I can put myself in that'll cause it to lag, like downloading something or another thing. But otherwise, it works absolutely fine. That's what I like about Juiced. And you can find it at juiced.com, J-O-O-S-T dot com. I don't know if they still have invites or not, but if you can get an invite, do get one and do look into it. And send me feedback, feedback on that if you enjoy Juiced. Now... 
Skype acquisition that was announced in September 2005. That was between Skype and eBay. It's funny because the analysts and investors on Wall Street, they were wondering how eBay could pay such a hefty premium on a company that essentially provided free or low-cost VoIP in a market that is dominated by large incumbent telephone companies. And a merger was announced. eBay owns and operates the most well-known online auction service, if you don't know already. There were grand plans to integrate eBay's PayPal payment system into Skype's VoIP network, but nearly two years later, there's little integration between that and I'm sure you can see. Even though Skype has grown into the largest VoIP provider on the planet, bottom line is clear it still hasn't made enough money to justify the hefty 2.6 billion price tag. And it hasn't been... It's been tremendously popular as a free service, but at some point free won't, won't work anymore. It's not a management problem, it's a business model issue. And I'm sure you can pull out analogy after analogy of that. But the big question now is what's next for Skype? Clearly the current business model is not enough to satisfy eBay, and reason is simple. Even though they've done a good job of getting users to download it, many people still use the free Skype to Skype phone calls. The only way you really make money, Skype makes money, is uh, Skype in or Skype out. And while Skype and eBay don't break out how many subscribers use the Skype in and Skype out, there is evidence in Skype's numbers to suggest that its Skype out usage is actually declining. But regardless, Skype's core business isn't much different from a really cheap calling card business. Margins are really thin. Now, we feel we can do a lot more with Skype as a standalone VoIP provider, said Hanny Dersey, a spokesperson for eBay. Skype has been focused on user acquisition and has done a great job but we also feel like we can find new ma ways to monetize those users. And now this word article ends halfway, and I won't continue the rest of it. It is up to you to click through on the link I will give in this post for this episode for you to read the rest of it. And also I have some homework for you. What ways do you think Skype can monetize its current user base? How do you think, get creative, what ways do you think Skype can start creating more money other than through Skype in and Skype out and a couple other programs, a couple, couple other options. So get creative, I look forward to, look forward to seeing your thoughts, your comments, your ideas, your questions on this topic as well as any other topic and any other technology concept idea topic talked about in previous episodes and call toll free 1-866-TMP-2860 and that will wrap it up for technology thanks for listening to this episode in the taylor merrick podcast show notes for this episode and past episodes can be found by going to taylormerrick.com if you have any questions comments ideas at any time please call one 866 EMP 2860
2860. Don't forget to join in the conversation at the Taylor Merrick Podcast Forums. I'm Taylor Merrick, and I will see you next week. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.